This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Plus Fitness with Tara. Today I have on with me uh, a guest I know pretty well for a few years, Suzanne Milner, and uh, she can tell you more about what she does, but I just want to let you know that we are in for a great conversation today. We're going to talk about business, life, a little bit of fitness, and just see what's going on in Suzanne's world. So Suzanne, why don't you let us know what you do? Thanks, Tara. Um, Thanks for having me. Um, So as Tara said, my name is Suzanne, and I actually have a couple of things on the go. Um, My day job, as I like to call it, is my consulting business, and I actually work with a lot of new entrepreneurs, helping them kind of navigate that startup phase that can be very stressful, overwhelming. Um, Most people like to start a business because they love to do what they do, not so much the day-to-day running of a business. So I kind of walk in and, and help them navigate that that process and get things set up, which I actually really enjoy. It gives me the opportunity to work with people from all kinds of industries, categories. Um, So I know more about uh, oil and gas, composting, natural gas, recycling, uh, production than I probably thought I would ever know because I have the fortune to work with people who have businesses in all those different industries. So it's pretty cool, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a wide range coming from, you know, oil to composting, right? Like they're both yeah. different ways of dealing with stuff that we deal with. But it's great because the thing about Nova Scotia is a lot of people don't realize is we have all kinds of businesses, but also you work with people outside of the province as well too every now and then, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And what else do you do in, uh, in Nova Scotia? I know you're a professor at St. Mary's. How's that going? I, I do. I work, I teach uh, in the marketing department in the school of business at St. Mary's university and I absolutely love it. Um, I think one of the things I love the most about it is because I'm not an academic, a pure academic. And by that, I mean, I don't have a PhD. I didn't study to become a professor. Um, but I do have my MBA and I have the qualifications from a 20 plus career in marketing that I'm able to kind of show students, well, here's theoretically how things work. Here are the concepts. Now let me share some real life examples with you of how it actually worked in my experience. So they're able to kind of see it come to life, with, which I think from my perspective, when I had been a student, that would have been very interesting for me. Um, so they seem to appreciate that. And I'm also able to help them with things like their LinkedIn profiles and help connect them to different industries where they think they may want to have a career, which I think is, is great. I would have loved to have had that support when I finished my undergrad degree. So I really, really love it. I, and I keep saying, as much as I love being my own boss and having my own business and being an entrepreneur myself, that might be the one J-O-B job that I might go back to full time because I love it so much. Oh, that's really good to hear because we definitely need more talent teaching, you know, the next generation how to, you know, start a business, get going, and then also what to do if they accept a job and they want a business on the side, you know, things Mm -hmm. are so varied now, you know, people often start a side business, what we call side hustle, you know, to, to keep, you know, interested in what they're doing and just have some fun, you know, while making a little bit of cash. But, you know, what I, yeah, what I find interesting about what you do is that, um, you know, it's, it's multifaceted. Like it's not just one thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like me. I, I like variation, but you know, I also like a stability of something that I know what I'm doing that I love about, which is why I like personal training so much, you know? So, yeah. I mean, your financial advisor will tell you to diversify your investments. I believe you should diversify your income as well. Um, and if you can find things that you love to do and get paid for it, even better. Yes. I know. I mean, you would have as long a list of of, uh, colleagues and friends that I do that, 
you know, don't necessarily love what they do every day. And life's too short to be stuck doing something you don't love. So find something you love and figure out how to monetize it. <laughs> Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And it's, it's funny, like what you said about how you wish you'd had the support as a student in your undergrad. I totally agree with that because when I went to Trent University and switched majors from science to English literature, you know, I was left floundering with, oh, you've got an arts degree, what you going to do with that, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. when I went into the career section at the time, this is the 1990s, so things were very basic, and uh, went into the career section, they're like, oh, yeah, mm, here's some <laughs> information on how you can be a receptionist. And I was yeah, like, exactly. oh, okay. And then I did all my research on my own. And this is before Google became a huge thing. Like Yahoo had just come out with some images and everyone was losing their minds because we were still using the V100 terminals, you know what I mean? <laughs> Text you're, dating us, you're dating us now. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know, what's interesting about that is that, like, you know, I found information on publishing and how to get into it, and that you need a certificate, and it started the process. But I yeah. had to do that myself. If I hadn't taken the initiative, I'd probably be still working retail somewhere. You know. Yeah, and you're seeing too. A lot of universities are starting to recognize the entrepreneurial spirit that a lot of students have. And that starting your own business is a viable option. It's not necessarily about getting your education and going to work for someone else. So I'm really happy to see entrepreneurial centers opening up on campuses, entrepreneurial courses. You can get a minor in entrepreneurship. So it really is showing students that it's, it's not just about getting an education and working for someone else, that there are a lot of options. Now, we just need the high schools to start introducing more things like that. And then I think we've got a different generation of workers. Yes, definitely. A more, yeah, yeah. more, more one that's able to handle stress of different economic factors that happen that can affect your job. You know, some things just, you know, like the 2008 market crash, you know, like, and just mm -hmm. be able to know that you can do something else while the market writes itself. So in case you run out of business or out of job, you've still got something going on. Exactly. And then the yep. other thing that I love about it too, is that more, you know, stats are coming in that Canada is fueled by small business growth, mainly in the economy, rather than huge corporations. Definitely. So. Small business is the backbone of the economy. If you look at who's hiring, it's generally small businesses. Now, they may only hire one or two people versus the news stories you hear where big companies get large subsidy grants for wages or tax breaks because they're going to come hire, say, 100 people in one shot. But it's the small businesses that are still there five and 10 years later after the big business has come and gone. Yeah. So supporting small business, shopping local so that those businesses can stay open and afford to hire people, that's imperative to the economy. Yes, yeah. I totally agree. And the other thing I like to do is to see is that, um, you know, more and more we see more women enter the business world and enter different things not and make their side hustles their main thing while they have kids and are working on transitioning between career to children or children to career, how making that balance work. Because we often expect women who are juggling career to just juggle children just as well. And sometimes that doesn't always happen because they are individuals and you know, they don't always have the ability to do what society tries to force on them, you know what I mean, by themselves. So yeah, I, and I think when I grew up, you know, in my generation, and I'm, you know, approaching 50, not yet, but almost, <laughs> um, and, and in my generation, a lot of moms stayed home, raised the kids, or took in other people's kids if they were working. That was the standard. That was normal. Um, but it's, you can't afford, as a family today, you can't afford that. You need both parents working. So if, if the mom or the dad, it doesn't matter, or both, you know, maybe have a job, but they have something on the side that really is more of their passion. If they're able to kind of turn that into something 
that can pay the monthly bills while allow them the flexibility to spend time with their kids, take their kids to dance recitals, go to concerts and all those kinds of things. That's win-win for everybody in the family. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So uh, let me just, so focus in, so you're located in in Nova Scotia, what part of Nova Scotia are you in? So geographically, I live in Windsor, Nova Scotia, which is at the beginning of the Annapolis Valley. Um, I did grow up in the valley and uh, I moved away. It took me 10 years to get back. So um, that's another thing that a lot of kids coming today don't want to leave the province where they grew up. They want to be able to stay here. So, you know, creating opportunities for them to stay and have a career and have a family and build a life, it's fantastic. So I love the valley. A lot of my clients, though, do you know, are located in the city in HRM, Halifax, Dartmouth, Bedford, Sackville. So I do find I spend a lot of my time working with clients anywhere kind of between Kentfall into the city. That's typically the range of the majority of the people that I work with. Great, great. And where would somebody be able to find you if they wanted more information after just hearing from you now, like on social media, a website? What, 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 what do you want? I am everywhere. <laughs> I do have a website, obviously, uh, theconsciousgroup.ca. And you can also find me on Facebook at The Conscious Group and then the number one. And on Twitter, I'm uh, SM Milner. So at SM Milner. Okay, great. Awesome. And we'll be repeating that throughout the show today just to make sure that everyone knows where to reach you if they have any questions about startup business or career transitioning or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, coffee and a chat's always free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, what would you like them to know though, if they do reach out and connect with you, you know, and when we get into that, you know, what do you think your 5% unique selling position is? I know a lot of people talk about how everything's been done before, but I always believe that individuals bring about that 5% unique selling position where you'll never meet anybody like them because everyone's unique. You know what I mean? So in that way, we might do the same things because we're educated the same way or we learn different things and we, you know, adapt certain models and systems into our lives. But it's that extra 5% that makes us, you know, reach out and think, yeah, I want to work with that person because Mm -hmm. it just feels good, you know? Yeah. So, well, my, my company's called the conscious consulting group, but from a branding and marketing perspective, I call it's called the conscious group. And the reason I made that distinction is because when you talk to people, a lot of people have a negative experience by using a consultant, which is really unfortunate, whether they've used one personally or they've seen one come into the workplace. Um, I hear all the time from people about consultants, how they charge so much money and they don't really address the problem and they don't really resolve anything or present solutions. So what I think is different about myself, a few things, I consider myself what's called a collaborative consultant. So I meet with a potential client. Like I said, the coffee's free, the chat's free, just to understand what they're trying to resolve. Is it a problem or an issue they're trying to solve? Are they trying to figure out how to strategically grow? Um, because we all know, all of us who have businesses understand that unplanned growth is just as dangerous and, and unpredictable as no growth and can be just as dangerous. Um, so I like to sit down with a potential client and kind of talk that through. I also trust my gut and I also make sure that I, that I only work with people who I feel I, a, I can truly help. So I won't take a job just for a paycheck. It's like, can I truly impact this person in a positive way? Great. If I can, then we'll proceed. And are we going to work well together? So just as much as that potential client should be interviewing me to see if I'm the right fit for them, I'm also interviewing them to see if they're the right fit for me. Um, If we can connect on a deeper level beyond just trying to resolve the problem, the output is going to be that much better. So my 5% unique selling point, I think really is my approach and also a little bit of me because um, I'm very thorough. I work very quickly, very efficiently. And I just, I just think that that makes a big difference at the end of the day. 
Yes, I agree. Because I've worked with you before. For example, we did some work with Jessica for GrowPro. And we met years ago at a networking event. But, um, you know, one of the things that I really like about working with you is that you always bring in an idea of how to make it easier on the person involved, depending on what they say. Sure, you want to be in alignment with them, but you offer a solution that isn't so hard as the one they think they have to face. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Some entrepreneurs are maybe like, oh my God, this means I lose everything if I don't do this. And it's like, well, if you did this, you know, mm -hmm. perhaps you wouldn't and they haven't considered that option. So what I love about working with you is you provide options that are realistic and in alignment with that person's values, but also in alignment with what you can help them with. Like yeah. you don't, you don't overpromise, which is great. You know, no, absolutely not. And, and honestly, I, there's been several times where I've met with a potential client and I, at the end of the interview, it's like, you know what, I'm not the best person for you for this, but you know what, here's a list of three people who I think can really help you achieve what you're trying to do. So again, it's, 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 it's taking yourself out of the equation and not taking, I mean, could I have done what they wanted to do? Absolutely. Would I have been the best person to do it? No. So I'm not going to do it because I want them to have the best result. This is a small business community and all you have at the end of the day is your reputation. Yeah. So I want, and, and you know, a lot of people are, when they start a business are out there struggling, trying to meet potential clients, trying to do business development. And I've been really fortunate. I haven't really had to go out and do much business development in the past couple of years because I either have clients come back for their next piece of work or they refer me. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you have to have integrity and authenticity when you work for yourself. That's yes. all you have. Yes. And word of mouth referrals, as we all know, are the best way to gain more business, but also gain repeat business because yeah. of coming back to you. They like working with you. They know what works and they're growing differently. So they want some more guidance, mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a break. That's my 5%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is a good 5%. We're, we're going to take a small break. Um, again, you can find Suzanne at theconsciousgroup.ca. Did I get that right? Yeah, and, I got it right. Uh, and on Twitter and Facebook, the conscious group and with the one for, for Facebook, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and then uh, we'll be back. This is the EWN podcast network. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Okay, we are back with Suzanne Milner from The Conscious Group, uh, also a St. Mary's University professor. St. Mary's is in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and Suzanne is in Nova Scotia as well. But uh, I'm going to ask her now, Suzanne, what brought you to Nova Scotia from um, where you were living previously, and what do you love about the area you're in? So I grew up um, in Annapolis Royal, which is at the other end of the Annapolis Valley. 
Um, and then kind of left Nova Scotia from my career. You know, I worked for 20 plus years for, for companies in the market, in a marketing role and ended up in Toronto. Um, nothing against Toronto, love to go to Toronto, love to visit Toronto, but really didn't enjoy living there. So I started to slowly work my way back to Nova Scotia. It took me about 10 years, uh, but I landed back here in 2014, which is when I started my own business. And there's nothing I don't love about Nova Scotia, frankly. I just, I love the people. My family's here. It's familiar. It's friendly. It has everything you need. You're never more than probably 30 minutes at most from the ocean. Um, and that's probably what I missed the most when I was away, the smell of the ocean. Um, and I love it so much. I decided that I wanted to share it with other people. So last year I decided that I would become a host mother for international students that come to study here for either one or two terms during their high school year. So, so far I've hosted students from Mexico, Belgium, two from Brazil, Germany, and right now I have a student from China and one from Japan. So I love showing them the province. I love seeing it again for the first time through their eyes and kind of sharing all the unique things we have from distilleries and wineries to Peggy's Cove and museums and everything in between. So it's pretty awesome. It's a lot of fun. You're like a Nova Scotia ambassador. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I worked, it's funny, I worked for tourism for four summers when I was in university, and I feel like I'm kind of extending that role a little bit. Right, right. And so. you know what's great is that I love that you've got kids from all over the world coming in because they get to see it with somebody who's traveled away and come back herself, right? So yes. you know what to show them, you know, like, hey, this is a cool thing. It's, it's a little bit more than just Peggy's Cove. Peggy's Cove is great. Yeah. understand it but there's more than just lighthouses and coast so much more yeah we've got business we've got fashion we've got entertainment we've got like the wineries we've got agriculture like all kinds of stuff is cool going on right yeah, so, absolutely yeah okay so what are you up to what's coming up now for you i think you mentioned some online training you're doing let me hear yeah so the past couple of years i find that in addition to helping um ent new entrepreneurs kind of with their business plans and their financial projections and that kind of stuff i've had a lot of entrepreneurs come to me approach me about doing training either with them or some of their employees so i've been spending a lot of time doing face-to-face -face live workshops and things like business image etiquette and efficient networking, helping uh, entrepreneurs start with their basics of social media. So getting their social media accounts set up properly, learning how to post on a regular basis, how to craft a post appropriately, all those kinds of things. And I'm finding that obviously when you do things face to face, there are some benefits in terms of your participants get to learn from each other as well as from you as the instructor. But there's also logistical challenges, weather challenges. There's all kinds of things that can hinder optimizing that kind of delivery of the learning experience. So what I'm working on now um, is uh, putting the content together and selecting the learning management system to launch online training for new entrepreneurs or existing awesome. entrepreneurs. It doesn't have to be someone new. So the same types of content, but taking it to them online, you can, um, you know, learn at the le at your own leisure in your pajamas on your sofa at home if you want to, <laughs> yeah. and on your own time schedule too, right? So it kind of removes all those obstacles of weather and finding the appropriate location and and the, the right date and all those kinds of things. So I'm really excited about launching that, and I'm I'm hoping to have that launch by May of this year. Oh, great! That'll be so awesome. And yeah. do you have like a name for the? courses yet or is it just we do yeah, we do we're calling it the abc advantage so when you look at all kinds of interviews that have been done by senior vps and executives of big fortune 500 companies a lot of the things they say um that that what they say is most lacking from new grads so people 
finishing post-secondary and entering the workforce is they have education, they have training, but what they're lacking are what they call business soft skills. Now at the Conscious Group in the ABC Advantage program, we call them power skills. And what they are are appearance, behavior, and communication. So appropriate appearance. I mean, we all know right or wrong, we judge people by their appearance. And we really have three seconds to make a first impression. So it's about being conscious in the appearance and the impression that you make in the workforce. The behavior part is about how to appropriately work with colleagues and customers. And communication, again, is about how to appropriately communicate with your customers and your colleagues, your coworkers. And the impression that you set for a business if you are an employee somewhere. So a lot of it, you know, you could look at it and say, well, this seems like common sense, but we all know we don't all practice common sense 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there are skills that are needed. And the feedback that we're getting from people when we do this in a live situation is like, oh, we need more of this. Or, or I know these people need to see this kind of thing. So by taking these concepts uh, online to entrepreneurs, to graduating students, um, all kinds of, of potential customers, actually. It can help them kind of think about all this stuff realistically, work at their own leisure, and be able to better present themselves, whether it's an interview um, or at the workplace. Awesome. That sounds so good. And you know what I really like about it is that, yes, you can do it, but it, it also helped them prepare for the interview, but also once they get the job, keep the job, or do their own entrepreneurship where they hire staff, because personal relations, as I know, for being an entrepreneur since 2007, is so needed and so relatable. No matter what argument you get into, if you can talk it out, you're going to be good. Do you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of you know, having huge amount of you know, flare-ups or you know, petty bickering or you know, not taking control of that, keeping it all level and professional will help you out in the long run more than you know, digging into the muck, right? So. Exactly. And executives will also say, too, that if you are able to communicate effectively, you are more promotable and you are, they will invest more in you because they see the potential of you as a long-term employee. So it's win-win for everybody. Right. And then also a lot of programs for employers offer more training for management and also MBA and PhD training if you stay with the company and you are, you know, a valued employee. Exactly. They'll pay for that education mm-hmm. in return for you to work there for the related field, you know, and it's yeah. really one of the best ways to kind of get your education, you know, and also get the experience that you need working with people to understand that people are almost like balloons. They deflate, you know what I mean, over time, but also that also you coordinate everyone so that the goal of the company is met, you know, and it's not just your personal goal or your personal argument with someone, but that you work together on something else, you know? Yeah. And when you're an employee, you want to feel like you're part of something and that you're valued. You're not just a number. And even a simple thank you goes a long way. We don't hear that often today. So it's just those little things that if you tweak those little things, it's not a huge, big change for most people. It just gets you to think a little bit differently, shape your perspective a little bit, and it elevates you beyond um, all those people that aren't investing in themselves and learning about this. So, yeah. Well, and it, you know, I'm reminded of the movie that was about Google with uh, Owen Wilson and um, I'm going to mm. name, but it was a good, good movie because it kind of challenged our beliefs about older adults coming into as interns uh, in Google, but it also showed like a little bit of the inner workings of how a company can work and what the goals are, you know, to, yeah. you know, treat everyone fairly and to not expect, you know, the guy in the corner with the headphones on to be just a slave somewhere. He's actually, you know, watching what's happening and making sure that, you know, the teams are coordinating correctly, you know, like, it's just like, you know, and, you know, it really was a good eye opener, you know, in a comedic way as to how some management companies are failing their staff in that way. And also that's why they don't have 
employee retention. And if they don't have employee retention, then their intellectual knowledge gets dispersed and they don't have a strong foundation, you know? And think about this big bubble of baby boomers that are coming and are going to be retiring and taking all that knowledge with them. Right. So this is just as much about starting, you know, starting at a young age with your career as much as it is about succession planning and everything in between. It has relevance for your whole career. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, my aunt in Calgary retired uh, a couple of years ago from her job and they hired three people to replace her. Yeah. Because that doesn't just, surprise me. They couldn't <laughs> believe that she had done all that work within her hours and that, um, and that the, and that no one else was willing to do it as much as she did, but yeah. she the company since she'd left high school. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So she was rewarded with education and benefits and, and loyalty and she stayed. But when yeah. she retired, you know, they're like, oh, this is great. And they had a great party for her and they had the whole thing and she got all these little gifts and stuff and it was great. But what's hilarious is like, she's like, yeah, they didn't know how much I did. And we're going to hear more stories like that as the ne- over the next decade for sure. Yeah. 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 So Suzanne, you're available on the consciousgroup.ca and on Facebook, uh, conscious group with the number one and Twitter handle was sorry. S.M. Remember? Milner. S.M. Milner. So S-M-M-I-L-N-E-R. Yes. Milner. Yes. Okay, yeah. great. So uh, that's where people can find you. And I'm, I'm really excited to see that you're doing an online uh, education series because I think that'll really benefit people around the world who want something like this and need something like this in order to continue with their careers. Um, what's, what in all of this, though, is your big vision for yourself in the next few months? You know, what are you, you know, working on once this education system gets launched? Because, you know, I'm sure you're going to be busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to keep me busy probably till the fall, just getting all the content built and recorded and, and set up and, you know, working the bugs out of everything and that kind of stuff. Um, so assuming everything goes as planned, which we all know nothing ever does, but let's just assume I know. this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that by September, October, I'm able to kind of take a little bit of a break and maybe do a little traveling. Nice. Um, and then, you know, for the balance of the year and then get back into things again in January. So this past year, um, in 2018, I went to my, the top of my travel bucket list. I went to Italy for two weeks and absolutely fell in love with everything about that country. And it's funny. I, I love to travel. So I try to go somewhere every year, but I never go to the same place twice because there's so many places I want to see, but I would go back to Italy again in a second. And if I could figure out a way to live in Sorrento on the coast for a few months a year, I think I'd be a happy camper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- we have a good internet connection. I guess I could deliver my online content from there. So. <laughs> wow. Yes. I mean, yikes. I get, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we kind of, as, as we are getting older, we look at more options as to how to make it easier for ourselves, you know, yes. and how to kind of, you know, adapt to what we want to do as our goals and our time and as our, you know, intentions change over the, over the period. But what's great about the consciousgroup.ca and what's great about what you've built is that it can go with you. It can. Yeah, yeah. it truly can. Yeah. And I mean, I do the initial meeting with clients face-to-face, it can easily be done online through um, any kind of webinar platform or even FaceTime for Pete's sake. Um, because, and, and we're all used to doing that now. And yeah. frankly, you know, I'm going to want to come home and visit family anyway. So I can always coordinate a trip home with meeting with a client, but you know, me going away and doing the work, I don't, I can do it anywhere. Right. Which is, I could do it on a, on a chair and a beach for that matter. Yeah. So it really does. I really do like the flexibility that it gives me, which is one of the things I love most about working for myself. Um, and, and it's funny because, and you would, you would understand this Tara as well. 
when you work for yourself, sometimes your family and friends don't really understand what that means. So they yeah. just see you at home all the time and, you know, drop in anytime for tea or coffee and they don't really understand, well, this is my work day, just like yeah. you have a work day. Yeah. Um, but I will say that there is nothing like, like the benefits of having the flexibility of working for yourself and being able to block time off to go to like my niece's concert or my nephew's ball game or whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, that's what, to me, that's what life's about. Life is way too short to be a slave to the nine to five grind. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think for entrepreneurs, for anyone who has the spirit and gets into it, there's that time freedom that we don't get with working nine to five. I work nine to five in Toronto. And again, like you love to visit the city, but you know, spent six years there and really don't want to live there again. But mm. you know, like it was one of those I things get it. it was just like, you know, I didn't mind working for somebody else, but I never got anywhere. I always felt like I was a hamster in a wheel, no matter how many promotions or little things I got. I always felt like I was, you know, everything I did, my original ideas were taken as part of the team, which I understood helped the company. But after a while, I didn't see the long-term benefits for the company because yeah. the company was eventually closing down. And all I saw was just like all of us frantically trying to work, but the company was going to close. And it did a year and a half later after I left. And I didn't have anything to do with it. I no ego there, but like, it was just, yeah, it was yeah. on the way downhill from the moment I got there. So, yeah. you know, it felt like we were failing, you know, and it felt like, you know, we were not helping and that our jobs had no real meaning. And one thing about being an entrepreneur is I've created that meaning for myself. And what's great about an online course for people coming out new is that if they want to do the nine to five grind job, they can, and then also do a side hustle, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. It's all possible. It's all possible. Yeah. Anything we want for ourselves is possible. And, and, you know, when I, when I resigned my job four year, almost five years ago now, everyone's like, where are you going? Where are you going? I said, you know what? I don't know. I had a house, I had a car payment. So I had a mortgage and a car payment and I quit my job with four weeks notice and I didn't know what I was going to do. And six yeah. weeks later I had sold my house. I had moved back to Nova Scotia. I was living in my sister's basement with my dog yeah. and I just figured it out. And yeah. That having that control over your own destiny is really rewarding. And you know what? Someone said, well, aren't you afraid that you'll fail? And I'm like, what's failure? If the business doesn't succeed, then I'll go try another one. Mm -hmm. Failure is just giving up. Because something doesn't work out the way you want, it doesn't mean you failed. Right. So yeah. that's what I love about it. We both know that for sure. Yes. And all throughout this whole thing, I've been listening to you and I've been wondering, do you have a self-care routine that you do to help continue with the energy and momentum you build for yourself each week? As oh, well? I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, ha I was diagnosed with Crohn's about five, almost four years ago now. So that was a bit of a kick um, to the pants because it did impact my energy for sure. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned is to A, listen to my body. So if I'm tired, then I reschedule, postpone and I take a break. Um, but it's really important for me to get really good sleep. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a slave to my calendar. I know how many hours a week I can work without getting overtired. So I'm really careful about that. Um, when I'm tired, I take a break. I love my Nordic pole walking. I love boxing and I love lifting weights in the circuit. So I have that set up in my home. So I have all that here. Um, I read a lot of books for work. So I love to read, but I find I don't get as much enjoyment from reading a fictional novel anymore just because I do so much reading for work mm -hmm. but I love wa watching movies so you know this weekend we had a long weekend here in Canada with Heritage Day yesterday and I've spent a couple of days just watching some movies on Netflix it was awesome nice yeah so and I you know I like my spa treatments I like getting my nails done I like my pedicures so yeah. 
I definitely have a good self-care routine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good because like, you know, it kind of, you know, answers my other questions about, you know, what do you do in your downtime? Because one of the great things of being an entrepreneur is sometimes, you know, it's great to have people drop by when they want, when you're free. But, you know, if you don't, you know, get out to, you know, enough in or make plans to, it's almost like you're a little, you know, you know, French revolutionist in a closet somewhere writing frantically, you know, (laughs) a mandate, you know, somewhere and no one else is listening, you know, it being social is definitely something entrepreneurs, you know, love to do when they get out and network, but also just going out, you know, and meeting people for drinks or for food or for chats or for coffee, you know, huge thing. But, you know, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up actually, because yeah. I remember when I first started my own business, it probably took me six months to acclimate to being by myself. I missed the social aspect of going to an office and right. interacting with coworkers. Yeah. So what I think, what I realized is I just had to shift my perspective because I was still interacting with a lot of people at things like networking events yeah. when I first started just to, to let people know who I was and what I was doing. And I just had to shift my perspective and it's like, okay, well that's my social. So I'm still getting my socialization. Um, So I just had to shift my perspective, but it probably did take six months to adjust. And entrepreneurship is not for everyone, you know, which is fine. Um, But you do have to figure out what it is that you need day to day to keep yourself engaged, to keep yourself energized, to keep yourself social, because it is very easy when you work from home to not have a shower and get dressed in the morning to stay in your pajamas. It's very easy to fall into that kind of rut of being home. So what I try to do is get up in the morning, get, have a shower and get dressed as if I was leaving the house to go to an office. And then I just sit at my desk and work at home. Um, And you do need to set some boundaries um, because it is very easy to kind of get into a rut and to become a bit of a hermit because you're not out there in the public like you normally would be. Um, And that just takes a little bit of effort up front um, and then you're good. Yeah. And I think too, you know, one of the things that's great is that there's other things you can reach out to, to help you provide with the services that you talked about, the boxing, the Norit pole, the manicures, the pedicures, and stuff like that. That can be other entrepreneurs that you've met through networking and the services that you use in your community and also like yeah. in town and then elsewhere, because there's always an entrepreneur somewhere doing something. I think there was a while there was a woman doing mobile aesthetics, you know, I don't know if she's still doing it, but you know, stuff like that is really worthwhile. Even my dogs to get them groomed, I use, um, a mobile groomer called all four paws grooming. And, uh, she was on dragon's den, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's one yeah. of those things where, you know, reaching out to other entrepreneurs, you can create business with them and then create long lasting ties with people that you like to work with, you know? Exactly. It's all avoiding each other. And I do, I will have to say that in Nova Scotia in particular, whether you're in the Valley or the city, it, it, I haven't noticed a difference. Small businesses do tend to support each other, which is amazing to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. Because, you know, it's, it's more than just about supporting local. It's about supporting, you know, other people who are like-minded like you that have a different industry or a different, you know, selling point or a different service, but they all have the same sort of lifestyle. So they know what you're going through, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back with a few more comments and we will um, wrap up again. You can reach Suzanne at theconsciousgroup.ca. We'll be right back. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. 
If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back to the EWN Podcast Network. Okay, uh, we are back with Suzanne Milner from The Conscious Group, uh, St. Mary's University professor and also entrepreneur, helping people with uh, career changes, career choices, business plans, you know, really great. And uh, we were just talking about self-care and uh, exercise and what she does in her downtime. But um, one of the things I'd like to ask you, Suzanne, is has there been uh, a story in one of the entrepreneurs you've worked with that really kind of, you know, affected you in the way that you were motivated to super help them, you know? Oh, I know exactly which one I'm going to share with you. So as most new entrepreneurs, we struggle with our value, (laughs) you know, because so for me doing a business plan, putting together your financials, all that kind of stuff, that's, that comes second nature to me. To me, it's easy. It's simple. Um, but to the most people, that's a really overwhelming task. Um, it's, it's overwhelming. It's stressful. They don't know where to start. So I remember when I was first starting, I was probably only in business about a year and I was introduced to an entrepreneur here in the Valley who had a, um, a fitness business and she had been around for a few years, but she wanted some help with kind of her strategic growth. So she wanted to do some big step growth changes and needed to know what type of staff she needed to hire, what skill set, when, how she should diversify her service offerings, her pricing, the whole analysis. And I remember, you know, meeting with her for that first meeting and telling her how I could help her. We hit it off really well. And I I just knew that I I knew I could make an impact for her, a really good impact. And at the end of that first meeting, she said to me, I have been looking for someone like you for two years. Mm. And in that moment, I thought, okay, there is value to what I'm doing. There is value for other people in what I'm doing. Because, you know, as, as, and I, I think women in particular, we struggle with this even more with how we price our services. You know, is it worth it? If it's easy for me, if it's come second nature for me, it's very difficult to put an appropriate price point on that because, you know, I work very efficiently, very quickly. Um, so, you know, what hourly rate do I charge or how do I package the services together to sell someone on a project basis kind of thing. And when she said that to me, I think for the first time, and this was a year or so into me being in business for myself, but for the first time when, after she said that, I really felt like I had value. Yeah. And that was profound. And that was a big change, a game changer for me in my business. Yeah. And I got braver about the clients I went after and I got braver about the sizes of the projects that I took on. Um, and it's made a big, a huge difference in my business and in my own confidence. I knew what I did. I knew I could do a good job of what I did. I just didn't realize the, the extent to the impact that I could have on someone else. Yeah. So well, that was amazing. Yeah. Well, and you know, and what's great is that, you know, you didn't just fit like a service she had, you fit like an actual, like she was able to move forward with her business because of it, you know? And she, that business is still thriving today. Yeah. And, and, you know, just even having someone along as a guide, you know, is great to show that, you know, this can happen for every entrepreneur that needs it, that there is this kind of service where they can move forward, you know, if they're stuck in a rut or if they're just, you know, not sure where they're, what direction their business should take, you know, it's really great to have this. And I think what'll be really good about the online courses is that people can reach you from around, 
you know, the world on certain things, but they can also know how to connect with you when they have a question. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. why, that's why I always say, uh, you know, ask me questions, a coffee, the chat, I'll leave them by the coffee. I don't charge for stuff like that. To me, that's, that's interesting for me to go talk to people and hear their perspective on where they're coming from. And if I can offer some insight and they can take that little bit of uh, those few comments and go and do something great with it, that's fantastic. I don't worry yeah. about, about a paycheck. And I actually had a, a gentleman make a comment to me about where I talk about being a collaborative consultant is my whole aim is to provide you with the services that you need and the end product that you need, but to also then show you how you can take that and continue to do that for yourself. And he had said to me, well, aren't you kind of working yourself out of a job? And I said, I hope so. Because if I can empower and educate and, and help an entrepreneur take some of those tasks on themselves and keep that money in their business, maybe they can hire someone else, which is life-changing to that person, or maybe they can expand their business and open a lo new location, which is life-changing to them and their staff. That's what it's all about. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody that needs my help. I'm not worried about you know, helping clients to the point where they don't need me anymore. To me, that's what I want to have happen. I want to work myself out of their business. Yeah. And the other thing I, I think it's pivotal to know is why you're talking to someone is also when you look at what you do, Suzanne, people don't remember always what words are said, but they remember emotion and they remember who helped them when they needed it the most. For example, when the woman you talked about, the entrepreneur with her fitness business, you know, when she needed to pivot, she needed you and she got it and she'll never forget you because of that. And that is a word of mouth referral. Mm -hmm. you know? And it's someone Absolutely. who will continually say, yeah, I was at a crossroads and Suzanne Milner from the Conscious Group helped me. And people were like, ding, oh, that sounds interesting. And then they'll look you up and yeah. search for you and then just make that decision, you know, because of your unique selling proposition, they will make sure that, you know, the collaborative method you use continues, you know? Yeah. I did a, um, I did a little 50 minute session at a student leadership conference at SMU a couple weekends ago. And I did it on, you know, appearance, behavior, communication. These are all students getting ready to graduate. A lot of them are very entrepreneurial in spirit and nature. And at the end, it was so receptive. It was amazing, a very good interaction. At the end of it, I had a few students come up from different universities and say, hey, I'm, you know, I work on the entrepreneurship group at this university. Would you come and talk to our group? Absolutely. Mm. The more people that I can talk to, and again, I don't, this is what's funny. Everybody thinks when you talk to a consultant that, you know, they're going to charge you for everything. And I'm happy to do lunch and learns and all those kinds of things for no charge because some, if I say one thing in that session that becomes life-changing and business-changing for one entrepreneur, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's going to come back to me tenfold over. So this is why I always talk about being having integrity and being authentic and be who you are and the people that want to work with you will work with you and the people that don't click with you well you should, frankly you shouldn't be working with them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's I my agree. philosophy. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's a great way to sum it up. So we're going to wrap up in a few minutes, but I wanted to ask you is there anything else you'd like to add about what you do or what you've got on the go any side hustles or anything? you'd like us to look at as we, you know, look you up at the conscious group.ca. Is there anything else you'd like to chat about before we wrap up? Yeah. Well, if I wasn't busy enough, <laughs> so I have the conscious group. That's my main gig. I teach at St. Mary's university in the marketing department as well, but I also have my own side hustle as most people do. And it's a direct sales business. And um, I joined it almost three years ago now. It's called Vox Life. So we sell um, technology right now that's being delivered through a sock or an insole product. And what I love about it, I've been in direct sales probably for over 20 years with different companies, but what I love about this company is that we actually have a product that A, works, 
um, that nobody else has and that we're just in North America so far. So it's at the very beginning of, of, of where we're going. So far, we have products that you wear on your feet, so socks and insoles. We have a whole list of products that are going to take us into different categories this year. Um, and the testimonial, I think what I love about it most is we have testimonials coming in from customers that would blow your mind in terms of what these products are doing to improve their daily life. And every time I read one of those, I, half the time they make me cry because it's just unbelievable. But to see someone, you know, walk over, they're shaking from some condition or they have so much pain and they put the products on and like tears come to their eyes because they're like, oh, for the first time in, in years, their pain has diminished um, substantially or a little bit or gone away completely. Um, that makes my heart swell. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Sounds very personal when, when, when they realize that they are getting health benefits from these socks and yeah. For everybody listening, it's it's V O X X. Yeah, V O X X L I F E. Um, my personal website is drugfreewellness.ca. Great. I also have a, I also have a Facebook page, Drug Free Wellness, um, because you know, as someone suffering from Crohn's, I take a lot of biologic drugs that have significant bad side effects over the long haul. So anytime you know you can find something that you can use to help improve your daily life that isn't a drug prescribed drug, that's always a good thing. Um, but yeah, I, I have to say it, it's been life, it's really been life changing. Great. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you can't get a better place. You can't get any better than that. that. <laughs> no. alone says it, says it right there, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, great. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Suzanne, for agreeing to be on the podcast. It has been a pleasure talking to you today. And I'm just going to do a final shout out. So it's the consciousgroup.ca, uh, drugfeewellness.ca. And then, um, you know, if you want to state your uh, social media handles again, that would be great. Yeah. For the conscious group, it's the con it's at the conscious group with the number one for Facebook. Twitter is uh, at S M Milner. So Su Suzanne Marie is my name. So S M Milner, S M M I L N E R. And then drug free wellness on Facebook as well for my side hustle. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks great. so much for having me. This has been wonderful. Oh, no problem at all. And I really appreciate you talking about entrepreneurs and then also being one as well, you know, because you're living, you're living, you're living what people are going through and that makes it more engaging for them as they check out and what will be your online course. We'll have to have you back when you launch so that, yeah. we, you know, get it going and help you out with that. So, and yeah. I'd be happy to give all of your listeners maybe a little uh, referral code and a little discount just to try it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Great. Okay. All right. Well, thanks very much. This is Plus Fitness with Tara. I am Tara McDonald and uh, we had Suzanne Milner on today and uh, thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.